listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Good morning, it's Mark and Neanderthal. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Enrique. Enrique, welcome to the radio program. We're going to get you enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Three questions, get two out of three correct. And standing on the corner festival, four pack of passes is yours. You got it. Here we go. We're sponsored by Rainforest Plumbing and Air. Online, you can find them at askrain.com. Very interesting article on the TSA at Sky Harbor recently. Uh, we're going to ask you some questions about that. In the three weeks okay. between August 26th of this year and September 15th, which was just Sunday. Right. In those three weeks, how many guns were found in carry-on bags at Sky Harbor Airport? Was it seven or 17? Oh, boy. Let's call it seven because there can't be that many idiots around here. Seven is correct. Nice job. Yeah. I love your faith in the idiocy here in the Valley. <laughs> All right, your next question. If you get caught with a hatchet in your carry-on bag, what is the minimum fine that you will receive? Is it 150 bucks, 250 or $350? Uh, let's, let's go to the middle, uh, 250 It's actually... $350, your minimum fine there. By the way, it's the same for a pellet gun, so watch your step, okay? <laughs> However, I believe an electric knife may or may not be acceptable. I'm not going to say it is because if somebody brings an electric knife to Sky Harbor, I don't want to be held accountable for it. They just actually they just actually had a guy with a power drill in his in his bag. A they, power drill? Yes. All right. So, um, here's your next question. During the summer, which of course is your slower travel season, on the average, how many prohibited items are found in carry-on bags each day at Sky Harbor Airport? Is it 60 or 260? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, slower, you, I'm going to have to take your word of saying slower travel. We'll go with 60. It's 260. <laughs> Right I love how mad he was that he lost. That's imagine. Imagine if he gets stuck behind somebody on the security line. Yeah, you know what? I'm so impressed with his reaction. We should just give him the pass. The festival pass. Let's do anyway. it. Let's yeah. do it. Enrique, you got it, buddy. Hang on the line. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good way to start a Friday, right there. Yeah. yeah, we can dive into that article a little bit more in depth at another time. But uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, by the way, the. Uh, that $350 minimum fine also holds true if you're trying to bring gasoline or lighter fluid onto the plane in your carry-on, well, which you... can really affect the smell of your clothing. <laughs> yes. You can't even bring a Zippo, I think, on a, on a plane. I don't Probably think you're, not. You're not allowed to bring, not to bring any no. lighter no. at all, lighter or matches. I don't think you can bring any flammable, anything that can be ignited can't be brought on a plane. I don't know. I, look, I don't know that that's the truth. But well, it seems to be common sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. clothing could be ignited. I mean, no, no, but no. I mean, I mean, like an like like a anything fluid, that, that, yeah. no, a fluid or or anything that can create a spark. Yeah, you know yeah, true. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> same goes for bows and arrows. By the way, pa power. Well, look, <laughs> how many on. times have you seen one of those larpers or those people that are going to like Comic Con and they want to bring their broadsword with them? Right. Like, I'm sorry, you're gonna right. have to check that. Got to check that. Sucker. Can you imagine? Can you make the guys? I'm like working with the ground crew. At, at, at Sky Harbor, and they just see this broadsword come down. They're like, really? I'm sure those guys have seen everything. everything. And then some. Friday morning. And uh, so far, we've seen the, the whole Storm Area 51 thing turned out to be a bust. You know why? You know no, why? You know no why, why this didn't work? No. 
because uh, the military... millennials don't follow through on anything they say they're going to do? No, no. The military, they knew it was happening. The assistant coach at Mountain Point, he emailed gave, them. Yeah, gave he them the emailed plan. them the plans. Yep, 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 that will happen. That's what happened, and you yep. know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yesterday, uh, they were starting to... They, they, I'm, I'm wondering if people actually heeded the warning. There were the two guys from, what are they, Norway, Norway or Norwegian... Uh, those guys were uh, Dutch. Dutch guys yeah, that got that got Norway. arrested, and the, the you know they didn't sentence them to the maximum sentence, but they did make it clear that the sentence for breaching Area Fifty One was four years in prison. Right, and that's you know, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people heard that. And then, of course, the people that did show up early on uh, were treated to uh, the beautiful sight of of patrol planes, flights going around the perimeter area, dropping flash grenades. Yeah, you and, know, and, you know and so you know. Before anybody said the Netherlands is where uh, those the Netherlands were yes, from. Okay, yeah, okay. I said they were Dutch from Norway, but I'll correct it. Yes, you want to do they that? They are Dutch. Sure. They are from the Netherlands. So as is often the case, uh, yet another great idea bites the dust. Which, yeah, exactly. Oh boy, <laughs> you want to play? What, what do you got? Here we go. It's Area 51, and we'll tell you again, there are no aliens at Area 51. You know what I mean? All right, that's good. <laughs> All right. All right, give me, give me another one. Oh, you want to use that yeah. again? All right, here we go. It's Area 51. Too close you tread. Get clubbed on the head. Area 51. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh... <laughs> All right. It's Area 51. You don't really want to know, so we think you should go from Area 51. Nice. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That works, right? Yep. Okay, here we go. It's Area 51. Get close to that place. You're going to get tased. Area 51. Yeah, nice job. Here we go. Yeah, all right. Uh... (laughs) It's Area 51. Aliens are not. You're going to get shot at Area 51. <laughs> All right. All right. I, yeah, I got one more. Got yeah, one more? Yeah. I, I, I might be able to do another one, too. Go All ahead. Right, <laughs> it's Area 51. Shots from the MPs turn you into Swiss cheese. It's Area 51. Yeah, that works good. All right. uh, you got one more? Yeah, one. I have okay. a final one. Here All we right. go. Here we go. <laughs> it's Area 51. Hey, you better go home or you're going to get probed. <laughs> Area 51. <laughs> That seems like a good enough way to end this, don't you think? I think we're done. We had a great time last night with with you folks at Kansas. It was met a lot of nice people out there. Uh, some folks from Norway, which was very cool. A uh, guy who drove all the way down from Wickenburg. In fact, he uh, he is featured here. Now we 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 do this uh, from time to time. You know, there are certain songs that everybody knows. Everybody knows "Dust in the Wind," right? Well, not everybody, apparently, based upon what we found out last night. Matthew, you're here to see Kansas. Obviously, you know the song "Dust in the Wind." Yes. What's the first line? All we are is dust in the wind. No, that's the chorus. Wow, you got me on that one. Sherry Phoenix. What's the first line? Dust. <laughs> I don't know how it starts. Can you hum the words and then I'll sing it? Marvin uh, Scottsdale. Okay, and, and your name is? Cheryl. What is the first line? Oh. Is it same old song or is that later in the song? <laughs> I don't. My first name is Eric, and I'm from Wickenburg, Arizona. You know the song Dust in the Wind? Yes, sir. I do. What's the first line? I close my eyes. From there? And I'm actually from Norway. Trondheim. You got the Kansas shirt on here. Yep. You know the song Dust in the Wind? Yeah. Do you know the first line? 
No. Sarah Mesa. How many times do you think you've heard it? Hundreds. What's the first line? I want to say all we are. No? My name is Vicky and I live in Mesa. What's the first line of it? All I know. I don't know it. I don't know it. Robert, Glendale, Arizona. How many times have you seen Kansas? 42 times. You obviously then know the song Dust in the Wind. Absolutely. What's the first line? I close my eyes. What was the first time you saw him, by the way? 1979 Veterans Memorial Coliseum Audio Visions Tour. That is a dedicated a fan, fan right, right there. there. Yeah. So yeah. last night was his 43rd time seeing Kansas. By the way, the woman that said All We Are, was she doing Jack Wagner's All I Need? She was. Okay. All I, just, all I need is just, just a little, little more time. time. How, How do, do we, we know, know that? that? <laughs> Something wrong there. Wow. That just happened. Alrighty then, so with this being this being Friday and you're getting ready to take off on your weekend, maybe blow off work today a little bit early or whatever it is, you need somebody who's behaved in such a way that no matter how bad your life gets, it feels a little bit better than this person who will be crowned the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Absolutely, and it's sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. Shall we wrap up the week right here in the Valley of the Sun? Or as we like to call it, we like to call it the Florida of the American Southwest. (laughs) You know what? Next week we got to talk about. There was a gentleman who was who was very offended by that statement, and you know it's it's meant in fun, but he no, he he took it very seriously. We we met the one Arizonan with pride. Yeah, but he (laughs) he was a very polite individual. Yes, absolutely. No, it was good. So today we'll call our guy Bob. Hi, Bob. You know why we're going to call him that? Because that's his name. Exactly. Fantastic. Now this report I have says he's thirty two years old, but I'd say he looks to be well. Well into his 50s. He could be 75, like Rick Ocasek was. <laughs> yes. So back in late August, Bob allegedly ripped off a house in Chandler. Oh, boy. Way down in the southeast part of Chandler, almost yes. into Gilbert. That's where the dirty people live. Oh, is that right? I don't know. <laughs> um, so Bob got away with some good stuff from the house, but he didn't know that his image got captured by the homeowner's surveillance Sure, system. yeah, yes. That, by the way, I, I talk about the dirty people. I mean they do dirty things behind closed doors, <laughs> allegedly. So the home surveillance system... Didn't catch a good facial image of Bob. Uh huh. Just images of different parts of him as he made his way through the house. Does Bob have a noticeable birth defect of some sort? No, no. Um, but it did catch a, uh, an image of his legs, and you know, part of the leg is the ankle, if you know that. Oh and, uh, no! <laughs> on Bob's ankle was a very large GPS monitor. No, no, it was a tattoo of a GTM, GPS right? monitor. Yeah. yeah, it was very lifelike. Um, <laughs> and you know why Bob has one of those GPS monitors on his ankle? Let me guess. Bob was arrested for larceny in the past. Well, he was caught burglarizing yes, a house exactly, in Scottsdale yeah, yeah, right, two months ago. Right. Well, wait a minute. He's out of his zone, isn't he? <laughs> isn't that the, aren't there, isn't there supposed to be an alarm that goes off when you're too far away from where you're supposed to be with one of those ankle monitors? I guess if you set limits, there there might be. I, I don't know. But obviously, once cops saw the ankle monitor on their surveillance, it's not a, you know, it's probably a pretty simple process. Okay, who's got ankle monitors right, right. right now? Shouldn't they do those like those like dog training shot collars? <laughs> because it's on your ankle. I mean, it's not really going to hurt you. He knows. So if well, you walk, I mean, that would, you know, you, you ever stub, stub your ankle? That hurts. You get no, the pins and needles? You can't do that. Why? He obviously works in Chandler. You right. can't deny okay. him his right to make a living. All right. Yeah. Come on, don't be ridiculous. Yes, I'm sorry. Don't I'm be sorry. silly. I'm, how inhumane of me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a monster. So, you know, you find out who's got the ankle monitors. You find out where they've been, yeah, what times you know, they've been there, et cetera, et cetera. We are in 2019 in the Valley, Mark. So many people have ankle monitors. I know now. it. I mean, what do, you, what do you think there are more of, ankle monitors or interlocks going on here in the Valley? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no. Ankle monitor. It sounds almost like a fetish. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Police arrested him, and of course they... It's a guy just standing there with a, with a flashlight. Let me look at those. <laughs> so, Bob, Dummy. you are the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hi, this is Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult, and I think that was a beautiful story you just told. One hundred point seven KSLX. Now, Tom Petty. You know, when he passed away a few years ago, that one hit me pretty hard. That was because it was so out of nowhere. And, and I think I'm, that and happened. I'm a huge, huge Petty fan. I think it happened the same year that Malcolm Young died, and that was a big one for me as well. Yeah, and, and now with uh, you know the late last week, it was a week ago. Eddie Money, we gave you that information that last week. It was a week, week ago and, today. Yeah, yeah. And, and then on Monday, we were talking about Rick Ocasek from the Cars, and I, you know, aside from joking around about it a little bit, I wasn't a huge Eddie Money fan, and I was never a huge Cars fan, although I definitely appreciate their music. If you go to NBCNews.com, there's a pretty cool article written by a, a girl I actually went to high school with mm-hmm. named uh, Vivian Manning, who wrote uh, something about, is she mourning the death of Rick Ocasek or the death of her childhood? Which, we, I, thought, which I thought was an interesting, yeah, we, poignant point. Well, we talked about that, how even if it's not a huge star, that you, even if it's not somebody you loved, it's still, like, they're hitting harder every time because it takes a chunk out of your childhood away or yeah. your, your teen years, your youth. It it takes a chunk of that and rips it out and tosses it in the trash. And by the way, that train is about to get overloaded. There are a lot of no. our, our favorite yeah. our favorite musicians are getting up there in years. Some of them are dealing with you know illnesses. Some of them maybe even terminal illnesses. And, uh, and, and it's going to feel... We're going to get to, I bet you're going to start seeing the, the stories on the news of psychologists talking about how we deal with well, the loss of our idols. You know, uh, this, this gal Stephanie emailed us the other day and she said, you know, exactly what you guys just said. Fond memories from growing up combined with reminders of our own mortality all are all passing away with these, these great entertainers. Sure, yeah. And she said something interesting here. All right. She said, when Carrie Fisher passed away, mm-hmm. I actually ran right out and purchased space in a mausoleum for myself. I saw Star Wars when I was 12. It was one of the greatest movie experiences I've ever had. And she was only 19 at the time. I don't even know what a mausoleum is. It's The mausoleum is the building that how... I, well, I, thought that, I thought that was a crypt. So we so we, we, we called Stephanie because we were curious about this one. Right. It's a, it seems like an interesting reaction. First of all, Stephanie, thank you for joining us. But the mausoleum is, is sort of like a, it's an above ground building, correct? Right, exactly. So is that a crypt or a tomb? Are they the same thing? Kind of, kind of, kind of interchangeable terminology. But usually, when people are talking about a crypt, they're talking more of like a standalone, um, smaller version of a mausoleum that's kind of your own space. But the mausoleum is the bigger one, and you share space with others, and you just have a little slot that belongs to you. Oh, like okay. So down in in New Orleans, Louisiana, they call that the public wall, which is where like people that don't have their own crypt, their own thing like that. There's like a wall. It all it essentially looks like a, a thing of safety deposit boxes, <laughs> and they and they open it up, and that's right. where they, that's where they enter. <laughs> <laughs> they intern the ashes. I assume you're going to be cremated yep. then, yes? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I know. I kind of have an idea of what you're talking about. All right. So you actually, what did you, you get like? I mean, how big is the space you have? Um, it's I actually just emailed you a picture. 
And you did? It's oh, in, cool. It's in, yep, I did. <laughs> and uh, it's in the library part of the of the mausoleum. You like, so you like to read, uh, do like, you? I like to read. Yep. Right, exactly. Now, will your so body be cataloged say. by the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Har har har! Um, no, the, my little space is is just a you know a glass cabinet, and next to where the books are, and I can put you know pictures and my little urn and all that kind of stuff nice. in there, and yeah. Will you have your favorite book like next to you? Like will they like they stage it kind of like a like a like somebody's hearth? <laughs> You know what? You can. You can. You can and do that? Just a little bit of, you, can, you can do all kinds of stuff. Design how you want it to be. And I, you know, I'm a little tiny bit of a control freak, not a big one. I did a diagram of how I want things to be. This is where I want the picture. This nice, is where nice. I want, you know. What are you going to do if they right? don't do it the way you want? Will you haunt them for the rest of their existence? It's going to kill her if that happens. Absolutely. I was very specific. <laughs> so I got to ask you, Stephanie. Uh, first of all, where is it? Well, you don't want to get personal uh, now. Yeah. Well, it's a cemetery in Scottsdale. Okay. Oh, is is it at the corner of McKellops and Hayden? <laughs> yes. Green Acres is the place to Green be. Acres. Yes. Oh, I wish Green I had the nice. music. Oh, I wish I had. Oh. I got to get the music now. Right. So, Stephanie, how much did there this? How much did this run you? What did it set you back to reserve space in a mausoleum for when you go? Well, my little corner area was five grand. Wow. wow, that's a so, lot. I know. That well, is a they, lot. It's they got a lot kind of, of... It's kind of a... Yeah, but they got a lot of maintenance but, costs. You know, they got to mow the lawn all the time. And, I would think so, yeah. yeah. A lot, of, know, lot of fertilizer. Up, <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't, though, because she's not, she's not going in the ground. She's going into a, right. a little, you know... She's going uh, to hang out at, at Green Acres. So that was your reaction when Carrie Fisher died. That was your reaction was to run out and get mausoleum space. Yep, absolutely. Totally felt my mortality at that point. Oh, no, no. That makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And and, she, and she's one of my favorite people I've never met, you know? Gotcha. All right. Well, Stephanie, yeah. we, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. That's very interesting. Well, thanks for calling. You have a great rest of the day, guys. That was you awesome. Too. Thank you so yeah. much. That was great. That, yeah, that's just very interesting to me. All right. Yeah. I, uh, that's Stephanie. I did have a little bit of a question, though. I mean, while we were talking to her, I was thinking to myself, well, you go through that entire process of yeah. deciding whether or not you want to be interned someplace, or you're in right. a mausoleum, you're going to be in like a little glass case, stuff like that. Right. And the question just sat back to me because she, she's going to have a picture next to her urn and her remains. Oh, God. You know, the question Don't is, right? Do it. Yeah, it's the question is, is, um, yeah. Uh, is she hot? Oh, very inappropriate. Thank you. I'm just saying. Why did you? Oh, I'm the bad guy yes, here. Yes, I think you are. Now, for us, we get done working earlier in the day than you do, more than likely. Yeah, we're looking at about 45 minutes left, and then we're, uh, we're tapping out like the, like the dealer in casinos. But it is Friday. Many people will relax with an adult beverage this evening. And we like to take you back to those early days when you first enjoyed adult beverages and the, the mischief you got into and so forth. In fact, when we were out last weekend at Eric Clapton, we talked to some folks. Carlel, Phoenix, Arizona. And your, your first beer? Probably Kansas City, Missouri, drinking a Budweiser that my mom to me while she was driving. That's wrong on so many levels. Tell us more. <laughs> that was the beginning of a long drinking career. <laughs> and when was your last beer? Because I know you stopped. My last beer, my last drink was uh, December, December 27 of 2007. And, and was your mom, did your mom also have a little problem? Yeah. 
family disease, man. <laughs> yeah, Sounds she, so fun when she says yeah, it. Yeah, she said it proudly. I, look, I again, my mom was an alcoholic. I have the gene. In fact, uh, I, I found myself, this is a true story, having my first beer in a while last Saturday night. And two and a half hours later, looked at nine empty bottles on the table. Wow. In two and a half hours. And I thought, sat to myself, I know why my mom had a problem. So you're sober for six days. Then. I'm sober, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, one, I, I, one day at a time, Mark. Congrats to Carlel. She's approaching 12 years. That's outstanding. Which is kick-ass. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and if, no, look, if, you, if you know somebody that has a yeah. problem or you think you have a problem, you know what? It, it doesn't hurt to ask. And it's not weak and it's anything like no. that. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. It's better than the alternative. And, you know, in countries like New Zealand, they don't have alcoholics. They just have people who drink a little bit more than other people. Oh, do they? Yes. In fact, this guy's going to tell us about his first beer. Okay, then. In that beloved country of New Zealand. Well, which is a fair while ago, probably when I was about 11, at my cousin's 21st birthday. And you were 11 and you had a beer. What kind was it? It was Lion Red. It wasn't a Forster's Lager? Oh, it wasn't a Foster's. We didn't, we didn't have Foster's in New Zealand. We don't like the Australians that much. <laughs> so was your favorite tag team the Kiwi Sheep Herders? Formerly known as the Bushwhackers. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're animals, man. They were, they were big stars back home. What was the drinking age in New Zealand back then? Um, I'm pretty sure back then, it, yeah, it would have been 21, but then they lowered it several years later to 18. Good. Most people, by the time they're 21 in New Zealand, they're seasoned drinkers. Yeah, it's a national pastime, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it. a, it's a hardy country when they actually lower the drinking age. Yeah, I, I love that because, I mean, you know, when we were kids, what was the big what, the big joke when we were kids, like teenagers, getting ready to approach drinking age? It was, well, if we lived over in Europe, man, if you can reach across the bar, you can drink. Yeah, like, right, that, was, yeah. that was the big that, old wives' tale. That was the rule. Yeah, yeah. if you could reach across the bar. If you're old enough to reach your arm across the bar, you could get a beer. 480-470-KSLX is the number. You know, that's for whatever we've got going on, but we're always collecting my first beer stories. So feel free at any time, including right now, to give us a buzz here at 100.7 KSLX. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey dude, shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.